I bring you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text, pastor was right, I'm going to preach on that text, but I'm going to add a few verses. You see, one of the, 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 the things that, that, along with the readings, they give alternate readings. And one of the alternate readings for this Sunday is to add three verses onto the front part of this reading. So really, one of the, the things that they give is verses 32, 33, and 34, along with then 35, where the gospel lesson picks up. I want to read to you verses 32, 33, and 34, because they're important. Not only are they word of God, so therefore they're important, but they're important for us today. Mark 10 starting at verse 32. And they, the disciples and Jesus, were on the road going up to Jerusalem. And Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him, saying, See, we're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered over to the hands of the chief priests and the scribes. They're going to condemn him to death. And deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him, spit him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. The text then continues. And then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up and asked, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. This is the text. Before we begin too far into the text, it's good to be here. I was baptized and confirmed here. When I was here, the church was different. Pews were straight. The addition wasn't on. The altar looked different. And that's okay. Things change. But what's most important is what is here. It's not how the pews are arranged. It's not whether you have a a big education wing. It's not whether you have gold behind the cross, behind the the back wall, or whether it's green, or whether the carpet is this color, or whether it was a red, or whatever it is, what's most important is the Word of God is here. The Word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and the sacraments are administered, and in the sacraments and in the Word, we have forgiveness and we have life. That's what's most important. So yes, it's a little different. Yes, it's a little weird for me, a son of this congregation, coming and, and preaching, But what's most important is not me, it's not the building, it's not anything. It's him who gave his life for you. This text, this text is a fantastic text because it shows the the difference between God and man. I want to read to you this very first sentence, again, of verse 32. And they are on the road going up to Jerusalem... And Jesus was walking ahead of them. Give you a little context. This is right before Palm Sunday. All right? The disciples and Jesus and the the crowd is walking. They're going up to Jerusalem. Jesus is leading this crowd of people. And he knows what's going to happen. Not only the, the big picture, but the minute details And he's going up to Jerusalem and he's anticipating what is going to happen. Not only on Palm Sunday as the people cut the palm branches and they wave and shout Hosanna. But he also knows those 
Shouts are going to change from Hosanna as the hymn that we just sung. Change from Hosanna to crucify. Jesus knows what lies ahead. He knows it in intimate detail because he is God himself. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's by happen chance, happenstance that the, the text reads like it does. And they're on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. Jesus was leading them. He was leading them into Jerusalem. He was leading them up to, up to the, the holy city of Jerusalem, but he was also leading them ultimately to the cross, to the empty tomb. Jesus was walking ahead of them. He knew what lie ahead. He knew that, that, that the, the, the shouts of Hosanna would be there. He knew that the people would spread their cloaks on the road and he would ride into Jerusalem on that donkey, the the conquering king. And the people would be shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He knows. But he also knows, as he takes those disciples aside for a brief moment on the road, and he says, he begins to tell them what's going to happen. The Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes. And they're going to condemn him to death. Deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him, spit on him, and flog him and kill him. He knows. And yet he keeps walking. He's leading the disciples. This isn't the first time he's told these disciples. In fact... This is the third time he's told the disciples. Now, you would think after a couple times that he would tell the disciples, hey, this is what's going to happen. I, I, I'm going I'm to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be killed. The disciples would be shocked, but they would listen. Maybe the second time Jesus would come to the disciples and said, this is what's going to happen, they would start to understand. And you would think after the third time, they would certainly get it, Right? You would think after the third time that Jesus tells the disciples, this is how it's going to end, the disciples would understand and they would, they would get it. But they don't. How do we know that they don't? <laughs> Look at James and John. Your gospel lesson starts off in verse 35. James and John, the sons of Zebedee. By the way, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, you know what also they're called? The sons of thunder. And yet the sons of thunder are making a lot of noise, but they're not knowing what they're talking about. The sons of thunder come up and say, Jesus, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Jesus is pretty smart here, as ever. And he says, I'm not going to say yes, I'm not going to say no. What do you want? And they say... We want you to do for us whatever we ask. Make us to sit one at your right and one at your left in your kingdom, in your glory. (laughs) Jesus says, you don't get it, do you? You don't get it that this isn't going to end well. You don't get it that the crucify is going to be the words of the day. You don't get it. They're thinking earthly kingdom. They're thinking heavenly, or they're thinking this all this glory. Sit on your right and on your left in your glory. You know when Jesus' glory is? He's hanging there on the cross. 
He's hanging there in, on the cross in all of his glory. And who is on the right and who is on his left in his glory as he pays for the sins of the world? Not James and John, not the sons of thunder, but two murderers, the two other thieves on the cross. They are the ones who are sitting on Jesus' right and left in his glory. Jesus knows this. And he tells these guys, you don't get it. You're not ready to drink the cup that I'm going to drink. You're not ready to be baptized, to be immersed with the baptism that I have to undergo. And they say, oh yeah, we could do that. Oh, you can't. You can't pay for the sins of the world. You can't endure the cup of God's wrath that Jesus has to drink. You don't have to, you don't, can't go through everything that Jesus goes through. They don't get it. But Jesus does. Because Jesus went all the way to the cross. And he gave his life as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice for you and for me. Interesting little thing in the text. After Jesus says, you don't get it, and you, you, you can't drink the cup, you can't be baptized, this interesting little line, and when the ten heard it, the other disciples heard it, they became indignant with James and John. They were upset with James and John. It would be easy for us 2,000 years later to be able to say, they were upset because James and John asked a boneheaded question they weren't thinking. But you know what? I think that the ten were upset because they didn't ask the question first. They didn't go to Jesus first. They were upset with James and John because James and John beat them to the punch. But Jesus said, it's not, it's not this earth. Jesus came not to be served, to receive all the glory and the honor, but instead to give his life as a ransom for many, to serve and how does Jesus serve? He takes your sins upon himself. He takes all of our sins upon himself. He takes all the, the bad things, all the things that you and I are very much like James and John, wanting things on this earth. He takes all of that junk that we live in and he nails it to the cross. He gives his life as a ransom for you and for me. So that the wrath of God that Jesus drinks in that cup, you don't have to drink. So the baptism of enduring and all the suffering and pain that he endured, you don't have to endure. Instead, what do you get? You get glory. You get forgiveness. You get life. That's the message of the cross. And that is the message that Christ came to give that he would suffer and die, take your sins, and then he will rise, assuring you that you too will rise, that your sins are fully paid for, and that life doesn't end with the grave. Life instead continues forever in the hands of our God who gave his life for you. That is the good message. That is the gospel for today. And that is why we gather as God's people here in this place and in places all over the world centered around the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation that God has won for you because he served, because he gave his life as a ransom for many.
is he gives his life for you. You have the opportunity to serve. You're going to go out those doors in a few moments and you're going to go out into this world full of James and Johns and sometimes we are James and John. But the good thing is you are forgiven, redeemed children of God. Living in this world, but also having the blood of Christ that has washed you from your sins. You are God's kids. You are God's redeemed children. Live it, rejoice in it, share it, and celebrate it. That's the gospel. That's the message. That's who you are in Christ Jesus. In his name, amen.